How are we doing there, good world? That's all of you subgenre fans. Welcome to The Pickup Shot. We are now somewhere around the halfway mark of subgenre season three, Time Twisters, where in each and every episode, we're leaping through alternate timelines and parallel universes with a slate of movies made to bend our minds into salty, crunchy little pretzels. In our most recent episode, that's season three, episode four, filmmaker and screenwriter N.C. Jones stopped by Studio K to try her best to unravel what can safely be said to be the most out-of-this-world film we have covered to date, with the longest title, too. It's the 1979 Czech New Wave absurdist comedy, Tomorrow I'll Wake Up and Scald Myself with Tea. It isn't often that the films we cover are this silly to begin with, so in a re-geek segment that didn't ultimately make the final cut, we did chat about the world of absurdist filmmaking, what it is, where to find it, and why it may be something to be appreciated, or even loved. In our previous Geek Out, we talked about people playing themselves as twins, which is, in my mind, an absurd concept to begin with. This film, I would very safely classify as an absurdist film. How would you describe what an absurdist film is? Something that runs as like awkward or different than like your standard characters. They're not everyman. You don't quite understand them, but they're fascinating in a way. I mean, even though they do seem like super awkward, there's something you relate to of like that when I was 12 years old, I was that awkward. Here's what I want to do. I want to do kind of two parts, which is really sort of determine amongst ourselves Yes. What an absurdist film is. Right. And then talk about some of the ones that we're familiar with that maybe other people should see if they like this one. Yeah, yeah. An absurdist film, to me, some of the absurdity of it seems to lie in, if not a lack of logic, then a completely alternative logic to what a normal expected logic may be. The disregard for rules and things going the way you expect them to go, I guess. Um, And I think that expands beyond just the characters and their motivations, but also to the filmmaking itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. The speed ramp thing that happens at the beginning is, I think of like Woody Allen films where slapstick comes into play to some extent. I mean, even to back to like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, (laughs) there's some sort of physicality to it. Yeah. Are you generally a fan of films that are of that nature? I don't know if I would say I'm overwhelming fan, but I don't dislike them kind of out of pocket because if you can win me over with a character, I'll kind of watch them do anything. It's really one of those film subgenres that kind of feels like extreme horror or something that's really polarizing to viewers. You either like it or you really don't. The ones I sort of gravitate towards are the most distilled essence of a genre. And it's like, we're going to cram as much into that as possible. So the one that is the Hitler connection that jumped out at me is Kung Fury. Have you seen this? I haven't. This is like a 30-minute short film that a guy crowdfunded in like 2019, maybe. But it's about this kung fu cop. And it's like a genre of these 80s over-the-top video games, sound effects. The visuals are crazy. And he goes back into time to kill Hitler. Um, So the time traveling to kill Hitler thing, I think, is uh, what got to me. The vibe of this, and maybe it's because it's a Eastern European film at the time, maybe it's the, you know, right around 77 to Mm -hmm. 80 that this was made, reminded me a whole lot of another absurdist film, Super Fuzz. Super Fuzz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? I think it was from 80. It was an Italian-made film that was supposed to happen in America, and it was about a cop that a nuclear explosion gives him superpowers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nonsense 
nonsense. Like every bit of it was nonsense and every single thing that happens in it makes no sense, but it was on HBO every two and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the great thing about cable TV in that era was the reruns. And Ernest Borgnine in that one. Loved having him in there. So, okay, we've sort of established what we believe to be what an absurdist film is, I guess. There are certain films that I wonder, are they absurdist films or are they not? In that there's an odd logic there. There are weird things happening that wouldn't normally happen in regular life, but it does still feel like we're living on Earth. Well, Napoleon Dynamite comes to mind, but like that is like the weird, maybe it's the like directorial voice and it comes out as this sort of off kilter interpretation and the characters kind of behaving weirdly. But then another one by Jared Hess, I think is his name, Mm -hmm. um, Gentleman Broncos, which has like weird time. I mean, you're telling a story and you're telling it over and over again. And uh, there's like different versions of the story. But then you have like Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords is just bonkers. I don't know if it's just like that comedic sensibility that comes through. And then you're wrapping the story around it or you're wrapping the way a character behaves around it or like the logic of the world around it, which is the Woody Allen thing, right? sleeper. So I don't know there's a universal. There's just something off about them. Yeah, I know it when I see it. It's different, but the same things like Monty Python, the Holy Grail, right? The universe, it doesn't cohese. Right. It is what it is in the moment. And then we move on to another moment that may or may not be related to it. Things like airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would sort of classify kind of on the edge of being absurdist. It's funny and there's absurd moments, but whether or not that's truly an absurdist movie, I don't know. I'm undecided. Yeah, I don't know. And then bringing airplane and like the Zucker brothers up, then I'm like Mel Brooks, but or anything like, Marx yeah, Brothers, yeah, Marx Brothers for sure, and that comes out of that like vaudeville aesthetic to me of like where it's just the comedy and it gets into slapstick, and then you refer to like the clown, the pantomime, the just visual gags, which is like a much older theatrical tradition. Where this is going to sound very pretentious, like I'm getting into like the thought of like what's the line that separates tragedy from comedy, right? Yes. Like just the distance you are from it. So if you see somebody get hit by a bucket falling off of a top of a skyscraper. It's freaking hilarious. Charlie Chaplin does it, whatever. If you're there, if you're right there, it's no, it's painful. It's terrifying. It's whatever. Yeah. Well, is there such a thing as an absurdist drama film? Is there? I don't know. I mean, or is absurdist by nature comedy? I feel like it is comedy. I I think it is with this film where you're taking things that have been taken seriously for so long and it's just because the weight of like the reality of what happened in World War II you just like that human instinct to like undermine it and take the pain away or do something if you can laugh I think you can move forwards I'm thinking of like Tropic Thunder and other sort of more modern absurd kind of comedy is like Austin Powers and everything else there's nothing that they're really diffusing but I think with this film because it's 1977 and it's Czechoslovakia and like what they have been going through since World War II and then with Russia and everything, like out of that dull existence or that feeling of like being oppressed that you got to laugh about it. I want to go back to that question, though. Can there be an absurdist drama? I don't know. Yeah. Let me pitch a couple at you. You tell me what you think here. I think of movies like Birdman. Yes. Okay. Or Melancholia. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. You know, they're those are absurd. Yes. They're disconcerting, right? It's still yeah. that unsettling thing. I think where you start playing with the narrative and the expectation and the emotions that you would think you would have in in those situations and mm-hmm. sort of go a different direction with it, and it puts you off balance. Well, movies and this is back to comedy, but movies that you can firmly look at, I think, and go, these are absurdist. Yeah. 
You can go back to the Beatles and oh, look yeah. at Richard Lester and, you know, Hard Day's Night or look at Magical Mystery Tour. Tour yeah. You know, all, all of those, I think, are firmly in that camp. Those remind me more of, like, the Monty Python, like, the genre with the sketch comedy craziness. Yeah. You feel like we got it? Yeah. Big thanks to you for listening to the pickup shot from Subgenre. Want to hear all of our new full-length episodes and our bonus content, First Thing? Do what our fans, the good world, do and subscribe to us now on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and everywhere else in the universe where podcasts exist. Learn more about our show at our website, subgenrepodcast.com. And if you're on the socials, hit us up and see what we're up to at subgenrepod. Saying to you, F all Nazis, in the past or the present, I'm Josh Dassel, and I'll see you on the next set. We'll be right back.